And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Robinson. Today we have Rafiq Shaheen and Matt Glidden. And our special guest in studio today is Patrick Sisk. What's up, guys? Glad to be here. Woo. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming. So we right before I hit record, <laughs> yeah. you were explaining that when you took over as booking for Madcaps, it was a hard dropped in your lap transition. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Adam called me and and said, Hey man, I been thinking about this for a while and um I was really I'm really hoping you'll take this over. And I was like, <laughs> Well, yeah, we can talk about it and and I went up to his house and we spent the day and we booked a couple of shows. He was like, "You're right, you get it." And I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty simple." He goes, "All right," and then that was it. Damn I was like, oh, <laughs> damn it! Okay. Um, so I'm, it's been it's been a little bit of a learning process. It's uh, there's a learning curve for sure. Um, as you guys know, I'm sure, like between booking and and being a comedian, those are two totally different worlds. Yeah, yep. and they suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 slowly learning because I I didn't want to book shows at first, right? And then stuff just started falling in my lap. Yeah, and it was one of those things where it was like, okay, once I started doing, I started learning so much that I was like, okay, I need to learn this side, right, of what we're doing, right? And the I guess for me, the thing that really bothers me is when comedians who I know aren't funny hit me up mm. and then they're like, they're like, hey man, can you can you give me a spot on the showcase? Or even worse, they're like, hey, can you book me at Palm Coast? Because that's where we put our the headliners. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, let me see if I can find you a right. weekend. Um, and by that, I mean like, I'm not going to find you a weekend. Have you done that thing yet where you're like, oh, we're like just booked up for like the next year or so? <laughs> so, I, so right now I've, I've been – when people would hit me up, I'd be like, oh, sorry, man, I'm, I'm booked till April and we don't want to overbook ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so now we're getting in, because we try to uh, book Palm Coast six months out and then New Smyrna three months out. Yep. And so now we're starting to get to this point where I can start booking again. And people are like, hey, you said uh, that you're going to start booking uh, again. I'm like, good God, did you write this on a calendar at home? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Patrick is. <laughs> the, funny, the funny thing is I do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have, like, I, I'll put it in my, like, so, so people right. will be like, oh, you know, we don't book again until October. I'll just grab my phone, put in my calendar, yeah. October Set 1st, alarm. reach yeah. out to whoever. Well, and, wow. and so if there's people I know, like you guys or whatever, or I have run-ins with, like, it's fine. But some of these people hit me up pretend like we're friends and i'm like my dude we are not friends yeah. right? it's like hey man remember me from the thing yeah. like yeah yeah like one guy was like hey you know i i was at this show i was at the club and it was great and and i i was like i was there at the club the same time as you were and it was not great mm. like, <laughs> that would be the opposite of what i would say it was so but it's yeah man it's it's been a transition Adam has has been great. He's been more than willing to answer any questions that I have. But he's and some people might be surprised when I say this. Adam has been very hands off. Like I I kind of thought that he was going to be one of those like micromanagers uh, a little bit. But he has been very like, hey, that's what whatever you want to do, man. And I'll be like, hey, what about this? He's like, whatever you want to do. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. And I'm sure that's not. Uh, I know that's not how you meant, but I'm sure it's not a lazy thing. It's a thing where he trusts you implicitly. Right. Where right. he's like. Yeah. I know you can handle this. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, because Adam Adam is booking was booking two clubs, was running all the business back uh, bar stuff, and then he's also got a construction company too yeah. that he does, and which so, he's been talking to me about. I'm a handyman, yeah. and now I'm worried like he's gonna send me down because I'm going I'm doing something down in Miami for him. Okay. Um, 
Potentially. And I'm worried, like like you said, he's going to be like, all right, you're good. You got it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I don't and know anybody he, down he's here. He's going to see Matt's 10 and be like, he's he's got it. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to working with him, man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a businessman on all angles. Oh, yeah. He's, you know, and people, people think, you know, he's this thug from Pine Hills and this white ghetto boy, whatever. But, like, when you really get to know who Adam is... Like I have so much respect for him as a person. He's one of my best friends. I mean, he and I hang out all the time. He, I had a show in Daytona on uh, Saturday, and he and his wife Jamie just showed up to it. And I was like, "Why are you guys here?" And he was like, "Just want to support you, bro." And I was like, "That's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Like, yeah, like that's the kind of friends you want, right? Because I mean, I don't. I'm sure you guys get this a lot, but I'm so pissed off at people who are like, "Man, tell me when your next show is." Yeah. And oh, I'm yeah. like, "You yeah. liar! Yeah. Don't, just shut up! Don't just tell me, me you're alone. coming yeah. to it. I'd rather you leave me alone. Right? Yeah. If they follow you on socials, they'll know. Like, I don't, exactly. why do I have to tell you? I'm telling yeah. everybody. That's one of the biggest problems I've always had comedically is because, especially with like burner shows and stuff like that, people are like, "Oh yeah, man." Like, bring your friends and family out. And it's like, those are the last people I want. Yeah, no. Because they're <laughs> going to ask me, and they're still not going to show up. No. Like, yeah. it's just embarrassing <laughs> at that point. Yeah. No, I think I, I remember I remember meeting Adam and being like, okay, I, th- I think, all right, so <laughs> I think as a black person, I kind of instinctively understand Adam. Because he's well, yeah, like. from Pine Hill. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is a, a wild ass boy. Yeah with a good heart right and mm. as long as you don't fuck him over he's the best guy in the oh, world yeah absolutely you can tell he'll get into some shit if you cross him oh yeah <laughs> but yeah. as long as you <laughs> are cool with him he's golden he's awesome yeah yeah he's he's been great uh he's been a comedy mentor uh, from the very first time i met him um which i came in to madcaps being i was two weeks into doing comedy again and i was I was real cocky with him. <laughs> and so he, he came into, we were in the green room. It was when they used to do a Wednesday and Thursday night showcase. And he came in he said, hey, since I don't really know you, you're new to this, I'm only going to give you five minutes. I said, okay, that's fine. And I'm sitting on the couch and I look up at him. I go, but I'm going to prove tonight that you'll never give me less than 10 minutes ever again. <laughs> and I said it. And he goes, all right, bet. And I remember like my balls looking up at me going, are you sure? Like, oh, here we go. Shit. So yeah, I was good in trouble. And then I got done and he walked up to me and goes, that was one of the best sets I've ever seen from a rookie. And I was like, oh, oh, oh thank God. Okay. <laughs> oh. So I was ready to like never see him ever again yeah. if it didn't go well. So It's like, we weren't talking shit. Hot dog. <laughs> exactly. So one, one uh, comedy club running question. Okay. Uh, so you guys at the Palm Coast Club, mm-hmm. you guys do your headliner shows, right? And then at the New Smyrna Club, it's strictly showcase, right? Is there strictly a- showcase? But we do have some headliners. Like for the month of January, we're doing headliners at uh, New Smyrna, um, and then from time to time, we'll do a month or two. But we have seen that uh, attendance-wise and crowd-wise, and and what the audience enjoys the most is the the showcase style in New Smyrna. So they yeah. like the headliners, but I think their attention span is so short that they enjoy the that. The so, lineups, yeah. yeah. Yep. Interesting. And in Palm Coast, it, it, it's just different? Yeah. Is- you know, Palm Coast is one of those rooms we haven't quite figured out. Like, okay. it's a tough room. You've, you've been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, I have not seen a comedian kill both nights. 
like yeah. a headliner. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have one really good night, and then you have a good night. Yeah. But there's not been one comedian where has just like killed both nights, and and I'm I'm I've been there too. So it's not like I'm speaking ill of anyone. It's just yeah. no one has figured out quite what the secret to that room is, and yeah. and we as a club haven't figured out the yeah. secret to that room. And it's it's tough because you've got to you got to figure out okay, you know what makes them laugh, and and they're an older crowd, even though it's a younger city, it's an older crowd that shows up. So yeah. it's it's very complicated. So yeah, I remember I did. I remember the night I did it. It was like uh, it was it was two nights, and I'm trying to remember what was the first. God damn, where's Brian Milligan when you need him? <laughs> He's because he was the he was one of the opening acts. Yeah. Um, but I do remember it was it was crowd work that kept me afloat. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, oh, they, they're starting to get tired on me. I gotta wake them up. Yeah, mm-hmm. they love crowd work there. Yeah. And um, I I had a comedian. Uh, uh, Dre uh, Fitzgerald, younger comedian, was doing a guest spot there, and he did his comedy, and ended up he was like, I just started doing crowd work, and he pissed off the headliner, I think, <laughs> oh, and no. I, won't, I won't say the headliner on here. <laughs> well, we can talk afterwards, but like, yeah. you know, because I mean, if you do too much crowd work as a guest spot, and then all of a sudden now the headliner's like, well, now I've got to do crowd work, or right. I've got yeah. to do this mm-hmm. because. They're expecting it. They got in that Matt Rive zone, and they're like, "Oh yeah, crowd work." Yeah, <laughs> He's right. gonna Call me a whore or something. <laughs> and they're like, what? Yeah. But I, my only thing with that that I don't like is I hate the idea of the headliner giving a damn what the opening acts do. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree because I like that's why I like. So my favorite headliner to work with out of everybody is Dean Napolitano. Yeah. And Dean's one of those guys where it's like you can do your worst. Mm-hmm. Like you can kill as hard as you want to because when Dean gets up, mm-hmm. it's Dean's room. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. You're not going to be able to throw it to where, you know. For sure. I've, ha- I've had sets in front of Dean where I'm like, all right, follow that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And then Dean goes up and follows it. Yeah. Like, it, just, <laughs> it just does. Yeah, I did that with That's him so awesome. at uh, we- uh, Theater West End. Mm-hmm. And I, I did my set, and I was like, man, that was good. <laughs> and he, he got done. He was like, man, I, I bombed that one. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. if that was you bombing, I would hate to see you doing well because uh, yeah. I must have bombed. Yeah. I so. mean, th- that's what that's really a thing when you talk about, like, quality of, like, a headliner versus, like, a feature and, like, a uh, opener is, like, a, a solid headliner is so beyond your league of, like, concern. Mm-hmm. You know, like Krista said, like that, like you're like, oh my goodness, this is a hero night, and they're like, this is a late Friday show. <laughs> I forgot to take my aunt, my antacids. Like I'm, dis- I'm a little off, and they're still murdering. Like, yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, I just think to me that's a sign of a weak headliner, right? When they're like, I don't want you to talk about this subject. I don't want you to do this. Yeah. I don't want you to do that. Yeah, I, I, I don't care who's in front of me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. Do yeah. what you're saying. Like, yeah. go balls to the wall, dude. Now, granted, I do think that the openers should follow the standard rules mm-hmm. because as an opener, like, <coughs> when I do feature for people, I don't really do crowd work. Right. I try to limit my language so right. I'm not turning the audience up on F-bombs before right. the headliner goes up. Yeah. Just as a professional. Right, right. Yeah. You know? Right. Well, you, you don't want them mining, especially if the headliner does a lot of crowd work. Like, if I was... 
if I know you're coming up behind me, you do more crowd work than I do. So I'm not going to go into that just because like, I don't want to open up a mine and then you get up there and it's already been covered. You yeah. know what I mean? If, mm. if she's expecting to be called a whore because this is her like fourth date of the week right. and I talk about that, then the headliner who should be like the pinnacle of the show is not going to be able to it, like they can still talk about it, but it's not going to be as fresh as if no one had brought it up. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, I've also seen the opposite. I've seen where a headliner pays attention to the crowd work that was happening beforehand and then utilizes right. that right out of the gate. He already knows people's names. That familiarity with the crowd is immediate, and they're on his side right out of the gate. So I've I've seen it go both ways. Yeah, I mean, it makes a difference. Let me let me ask you because I wrote down a couple of things. Yeah, please. Right. Uh, Ask away. I'm an open book. <laughs> so one of the things is most of the people listening to this are comics. Right. right? Um, in terms of receiving emails. Yeah. From your huh. side of the from your yeah. side of the computer. <laughs> what number one. What is the idea? What is it supposed to look like? Like right. what? Like, all right, here we go. What's like the most professional? Like you saw an email from a comic and you went, this is how it's done. Right. And what does that look like? So um, I've had a couple of New York um, comics hit me up. A couple of agents hit me up. And uh, I had one agent end up. He called Adam. Adam gave him my number. A guy called me and was, he was like, hey, man, let's talk. And we talked for a few minutes. And he said, hey, could I send you an email? And then sent me an email. And it had the roster of every uh, comedian that he represents, their availability, how much each charges. Because, I mean, all that plays into a factor. And so many times we get emails where they're like, hey, I would like to headline your show. I have availability in January. Cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of information that you have not told me. Yeah. Number one, I have no clue who you are, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I I don't care as a booker. I don't care about your as many of your accolades or your credits. I want you to be funny. So send me a video of you being funny, and don't send me a video of two minutes of you being funny. Because I've had some people send me messages and they're like, hey, I, I'd like to headline Palm Coast. Um, here's a clip. And they send me a five-minute tight set, which they get a lot of good laughs. But you got to do 45 minutes, my friend. Yeah. And, yeah. and so we're – you know, and then I'll go – I'll send them back. Hey, please send me some something else. And then they'll send me a clip five more minutes and i'm like oh my god what do you not understand <laughs> yeah. just send me a full show um, so so what would be the optimal length would it be a 60 minute set or I think, I think you send two i think you send the short version and you send the long version um because i i when i watch the long version of a show uh, if i'm watching chris's show i'm gonna watch the first five minutes because as a comic you've got to get them in the first five minutes or you're you're screwed yeah and then i'll just click through and so maybe I'll go 15 minutes, then I'll go 19 minutes, and I'll do 30 minutes, and I'll watch a few minutes here and there. And then, then I'll watch the close because your closing stuff needs to be strong. And so, so I'll, I won't watch the full thing, but I'll watch clips of it. So, mm -hmm. so I would say I would recommend for me, and again, every booker is different, right? So like some bookers would be like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> but I would say you've got to um, – you know, you, you send both clips and go, here's a short one, here's a long one. 
and then you maybe you do list your accolades or your where, but um, I like it when people send references, and and they don't send references like here's my agent because that's a that's a shitty reference. Mm-hmm. Your agent <laughs> every time you, is going to yeah. be like, <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, send send me send me Adam Lowry's name. Send me uh, Mike Lee's name. Send me. Uh, anybody or or even a comedian send me another comedian's name that i know that his headline there and so then i go okay hey matt tell me about rafiq how how is he and you can Mm -hmm. go man he's great or you can go nah dude Uh, i'd stay away from him he's only been doing it you know 12 years maybe give him a couple more (laughs) yeah you know if i could just get that (laughs) matt glidden spice on me (laughs) that's That's all you need but you know so so i think for me the perfect thing looks like you know and and don't don't try to like this is gonna sound dumb and and maybe you'll understand where i'm coming from but don't try to like impress me with oh you've opened up for this guy or that guy because a lot of people have opened up for a lot of people (laughs) just because you opened up for dean doesn't mean you're funny and you you might have happened to have been hanging out in the bar at the orlando improv when damon wayans didn't have an opener and they just grabbed you and threw you up there. right and you could have bombed that night exactly but now you put it on your thing i mean the last show you the show we did together uh mike hurlahy just randomly walked in the door yeah and and opened opened for me so <laughs> what am i gonna say oh yeah mike hurley he's open for me right yeah <laughs> 10 minutes before me and then i had to go shit what am i gonna do okay now i can be really funny okay uh, so like you know don't tell me comics that you've opened for because i really don't care yeah. what i care about is are you funny and now if if those comics will put their stamp on you then you can tell me their names mm-hmm. but like just because you go oh man i i once opened for adam sandler yeah. Did he know you opened <laughs> for him? And then he never asked me <laughs> yeah, back exactly. again. Yeah. Exactly. Like I never talked to him ever again. Didn't even meet him that night, yeah. actually. So so I, I think you 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 put um you 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 put the pleasantries. Don't just get straight down to business. Hey, I want to feature at your club or I want to perform at your club. Like be like, hey, my name is such and such. I'm from this, you know. Okay, cool. All right. And then you tell me, all right, these are my availabilities. You tell me what your asking price is because we have a set asking price. You know that asking price because yeah. we've talked business. Yeah. But um but there are some comedians that will go, "Well, I this is what I expect." Well, that's we can't do that. Hmm. Um Madcaps, we do not do hotels anymore because uh logistically it's a nightmare. And so what we'll do if they're from way out of town, we'll give them a travel stipend. Of, of a certain amount of money and um you know and, and but people from like orlando or melbourne okay maybe we probably won't give you that because yeah, you're, you're yeah. two hours away you can right. make that yeah. trip it's not that bad yeah. but if you're if you're coming from tampa okay now maybe we can talk that's a little longer of a drive if mm-hmm. you're coming from out of town sure absolutely if you're coming from out of state but um but yeah give me your give me your budget what you want and then and then give me your availability. Don't just tell me I have availability. Yeah. Like that's cool. So do I. I have availability. I <laughs> yeah. bet everyone in here is has availability. Yeah. What does that look like? I don't know. But like tell me your specific dates. Open or dates. or like, you know, target. Say, hey, I'm I would really like to uh to perform for you in June. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, get be direct because the worst thing I can tell you is no. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Here's a question: What is the email headline or like email title that oh, that's grabs a great your attention? Question. Hot singles in your area. Yeah. Are like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yes, they found me. Um, I would. I would say that I would. I would look for. I just I have headphones on, so I just heard like, <laughs> <laughs> like in my ear. on this podcast, it's going to sound like you were just taking a huge hit from a bomb. Um, and, well, that's uh, Matt's professionalism. No, that's <laughs> that I'm not. Man, it's so smoky in here now, thanks to Matt. I can't believe this. Sorry, um, I I don't really. That's a great question. I don't know if anyone has really hit me with a headline where I'm like, oh man, I gotta I gotta read this email. Because I'll, I'll read every email that comes across, mm-hmm. um, despite what some people might believe. Uh, do I respond to every email? No. No, I don't. Uh, you've got you've to make it worth my while. Don't, don't tell me you're a comedian from New York and you've, you've performed at the Comedy Cellar and um, you would really like to headline. Okay. Oh, cool. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I would like to headline at, you know, the Apollo, sure. Okay. <laughs> like, but but I mean I I don't need I don't I don't need a, a flashy title. Um, just you know, tell me your name and and com, you know, looking for a headline we, weekend, and make sure you tell me that it's a headlining weekend because I think so many times people will um, are not headliners. And uh, what are you doing? Yeah, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, I'm sorry. So it's. It's an alarm to make sure that my medication stays on point. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just started shaking his phone. It's getting way off topic here. But uh, the reason why you have to is because that way it makes sure that I don't ignore it because the alarm will not shut off until I until hit Until you a have a seizure oh, with okay. your phone. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any a title that has really caught my eye. I wish mm. the the first for anybody listening, the first person to send me a really catchy title in an email, you will I'll book you. Okay. Right. Oh, that's a great but challenge. It, <laughs> but it's got to be to the point where I'm like, damn, that's good. Yeah. So <laughs> so let me ask this because this is, I, I part of the reason that uh, inspired that question is because I I do check uh, th- how I send titles right. from time to time. And I've always wondered by, you know, because I've heard bookers say before they want like a certain amount of directness to be like, who right. are you? Like, why are you contacting me? Because right. again, you're getting 200 emails. Like, I don't give a shit about 200 people. Right. Mm-hmm. I barely give a shit about the three of you here. Yeah. Let yeah. alone. <laughs> you know? And for confirmation, you are getting hundreds of emails from comics. I, I probably get at least... 20 or so emails a week just to that email address. And then I get probably uh, 25 to 50 people who hit me up on uh, Facebook, Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm like, go to this email. Well, yeah. such and such told me to contact you. Cool. Go, go to, to this, this email. email. <laughs> and, and so, yeah. So, I mean, so, so for me, if, if I'm sending something and now when I, when I look to a headline somewhere, I go, Patrick Sisk, he- looking for headlining weekend. Now you've told me who you are and you're, what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that directness. Because if you just put looking for to do some comedy, 
okay, well, are you a feature? Are you a host? Are you a headliner? Are you what? What are you? So, right. So what? One of the pieces of advice, and I'm curious to see as a booker how you would respond to this okay. was, it is your name, what level you're at. So it, for me, it would be Rafiq Shaheen, feature comedian, plays well to, like. 25 to 45 seeking blank all right so all the compressed information that's going to be in that body of the email essentially is in that title does that does something like that sound more appealing to you as a booker or do you just go like who the fuck is this um i don't know that's a good question i think i would look at it and i'd be like damn that's a long title <laughs> um, but, but at the same extent, it is going to make me open it because I know that you're, even though I'm sure you sent out a hundred of those emails to people, it still feels like you took the time to type it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I am all for real. And I try to respond when I can tell that it's, it's a person who's actually talking yeah. and not just a copy and paste. Well, all right. I sent that one out. Copy, paste. like if, if mm-hmm. I can tell and and they've they've done research. If if someone sends me an email and it says, Hey Patrick, mm-hmm. so now they know that I'm the booker. They've done research right. and they don't just say to whom it can is or it may concern or hey Adam. Like if they right. said, Hey Adam, I'm like, mm, that sucks. Adam didn't get this email. Um, so but I mean it it would definitely make me take notice and I would yeah, I would I would check it out. Yeah. yeah. All right, so what is the worst? Oh, <laughs> that God. you've gotten in terms of a comic sending you out. Um, Name names, or we're deleting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have had, I have had one guy send me uh, an email, and it just said, "Looking for weekends," and then it, it gave a link, and I was like, "Are you trying to sex traffic me? Like, yeah, I, was, <laughs> like I don't know what's going on. I'm very concerned." And uh, I watched, the, I watched the video. Or I sent back a, a message. I said, what are you talking about? Like, that's all I just sent back. <laughs> and they're like, I'd like to headline. And I said, okay, send me a video. And they sent me a video, and it was a four-minute clip mm. from start to finish. Where, And the first 25 seconds was the host introducing them, <laughs> and they were walking up at an open mic. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> and, and the video was the – like, I couldn't hear him. And I sent back, thank you for your interest. If we have something come up, I will let you know. That was the nicest response oh, he could have yeah, done, Seriously, too. as a like, comic, too. Like, you could have ripped him apart. Oh, yeah. I mean, as a comic, I was just like, you idiot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but I was just like, thanks. You know, I don't ever want to tell someone thanks but no thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I will always leave it open. And, and maybe that's bad of me to not be just direct and be like, hey, dude, you suck. Sorry. I, yeah. I think that's just industry standard. If, if you even get a response at all. Right. Right. Like, right. And, and now that I'm as I get it more, I, I tend to not respond, especially when it's people from New York and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if it's if it's someone I know, if, if Chris hits me up or if um, David Jolly hit me up or somebody like that. Yeah, I'm going to take the time to respond. We're going to talk. We'll we'll figure out something. But if it's some dude who's like, I was on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Oh, were you? Yeah. Um, can you send me that clip? Well, I mean, I was in the audience. And the- oh, oh, yeah. like, oh, oh, shut up. No, you weren't. <laughs> I, I, 
I want to name the name, but I don't want to name the name. <laughs> there is a comic who on his credits has, as seen on The Tonight Show, and legitimately it's just them walking past the line to get into The Tonight Show. Holy shit. And he's been using that as a credit for years. Oh my and gosh. It was one of those things of like, when I first met him in Tampa, it was one of those moments where it's like, hey man, I love you. Please stop putting this on oh. flyers because it makes the rest of us look like assholes. <laughs> like, like Bob at the club was going like, "What the fuck is this?" And every time he would say that, you like your face would be in the bottom right corner where they put up like the locals next to the bathroom, and you'd be like, "I already look like shit. I don't want to be associated with this shit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I need. If you're going to put credits, make sure that they're real credits. <laughs> make sure that they're checkable. So, like, if you tell me you were on The Tonight Show, send me a clip of you being on The Tonight Show. Yeah. Don't um, – uh, Sean uh, – Finnerty? Finnerty. Yeah. Gr- Love him. Yeah. Lo- incredible comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I've done a lot of shows with him as a comic. Um, and I've seen his clip on The Tonight Show. Or uh, Yeah, I think he was on The Tonight Show. Yeah. Um, but oh, then, was Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, what? I think it was. Fallon. Yeah, it was Fallon. I yeah. think he was with. But so I've seen that. But if you tell me, oh, I was on Jimmy Kimmel, or I was on this, or I was on that, then send me that clip. Yeah. Like prove yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't just sit there and go. Well, I was uh, I was an extra in The Walking Dead. I don't give a shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like cool, you were a zombie. How that means nothing to me. Like. So. Yeah, I get. See, I, I'm a little lucky where because I have the because I have my album. Right. I right. send the album. Yeah. So my so my, mine is a uh, when I did Funny Not Famous, mm-hmm. I send that clip, and then if you want to see the full extent, I send the album. Right. So those are two professional right. high production and value. And that's that's a key right there. What you just said. Make sure you're sending me high production, high quality things. Don't send me something that y- your grandmother was holding your phone <laughs> while you're doing comedy and she's got Parkinson's. <laughs> like, yeah. And so the whole time it looks like you're in an earthquake. Well, yeah. What's weird, because I've, I've seen like the clips that comics post. Right. And what's interesting to me is, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too, because some of the stuff I've done is a little grainy, hmm. but it's, it's 2023. Your phone takes 4K video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are so many comics still sending out exactly. these Nokia flip you, phone yeah, videos? Yeah, you have no excuse. Yeah. If you have a phone, you have no excuse yeah. for sending me shoddy videos. Tripods yeah. are $30, folks. Like the good yeah. ones. The good mm-hmm. ones are $30. Yeah. That's what I, that's Send what I got me, mine. Don't, don't prop your phone up no. on <laughs> something no. because yep. inevitably that's going to get hit by someone <laughs> and then, then – <laughs> and it's going to get shaky. So send, take that, spend $30 to yeah. do that. Spend a few dollars to get a, a mic plug into your phone where mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you're getting a little bit better the sound. Mics. Um, yep. You know, spend, you've got to, as, as I always say with comedy, you've got to spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. And you've got you've to invest in yourself. And if you're not investing in yourself, then you're not going to be successful in the future. Right. So, so, so you're telling me not to send you video from my Samsung 8 Plus <laughs> <laughs> with smudges on the lenses. <laughs> that shit drives me crazy. Yeah. And the thing that's weird to me too is this is another like that's 
one of my favorite comedy scenes is the Miami scene. Mm. Um, because for a couple of reasons, because Miami's terrible to do stand up and you got to fight the audience. Yeah. It's such a, a brutal place. But the comics down there are hustlers. And right. I love that. Right. So one of the things that they did, some of my best video, like my video from the Miami Improv, um, I think I have, I think I have two videos from there, was somebody would show up, who's someone who's not a comic, shows up at the Miami Improv and just films the sets. Yeah. And he's in the back of the room with a tripod with a, um, I think it's a Black Magic, um, it like one like a like a two thousand dollar professional right. cinematography. I think it's like six grand actually the Black Magic, oh, God, but like a cinematography camera. Yeah. And his thing is like at the end of the night, fifty bucks and I'll give you the video of your set. Yeah. Wow. And now you get, I mean, <clears throat> literally this this is this is five minutes of something high enough production value that it could go on Netflix if you wanted to send it right. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And that guy's making 50 bucks times however many comics and most comics pay for it because how often do you get a super high quality right. video of you mm. on the stage of the Miami improv right. that's a very valuable thing for a comic to oh, have yeah. yeah i mean that was why uh doing um judd's room was so great at space yeah. coast yep. one of the things was he gave you a, that clip that yeah. video and it was like man i you know and i got a lot of gigs because of that yeah. so mm -hmm. um yeah i think clip you will never know the value of a clip until you send a shitty clip. Yeah. <laughs> and then once you send that clip, because now all of a sudden you send me a bad clip, that's the only thing I'm going to remember about you. Yep. Oh, you're the guy who sent me the really <laughs> shitty clip where your grandmother was shaking. Yeah. So, like, cool. And I, I might not even look into your clip now. Right. Because I've already, I already saw one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, those first assume. impressions are huge. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if, uh, this is a side note, and I'll let you ask another question. If your first impression with me is a bad one, that's not a good thing. Yeah, like, I think that goes with a lot of that things. Goes, yeah, that goes with everything, yeah, right? Yeah, everyone should yeah, be yeah, but like, concerned. But I've had some people who, you know, and this is more just a PSA for comics, for anybody listening. Treat people with kindness and, and, and we can call it love, whatever, mm -hmm. because if you're a jerk – and I hear you being a jerk or you're a jerk to me and you don't know who I am. And they're, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you're the booker? Oh, well, hey, I was wondering if I could get oh, on the show. It's yeah. like, no, nah, yeah. dude, yeah. dude I, I saw who you really yeah. are. Don't. Yeah. So I, and I've had a couple of people do that. Yeah. And I'm just like, nope, you're dead to me now. <laughs> and then they'll hit me up and they're like, man, hey, I would love to do another show. Or, or they, they'll do this thing and they'll go, hey, um, we need to do a show together. And I'm like, yeah, man, I would love that. And then once I became Booker, they were like, hey, could you get me on? I was like, when are we going to do a show together? <laughs> you told me you were going to get me on a show with you. And they were like, well, yeah, I'm going to work on that. Oh, really? Are you? Okay. Well, right back at you yeah. then. I'll yeah, work I'll on it. I'll see what I can do. I mean, I've got a day available someday. Yeah. So That's amazing. Because yeah. it's, it's just so weird that people don't understand that a big part of this business is how you treat people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Be a nice person. Yeah. It. It does not take that much. Like, don't be an asshole just to be an asshole. Mm -hmm. Like, if that's your character on stage, that's fine. Be that person on stage. Don't be that person in the green room with the book or with the other comics. No, it's not yeah. necessary. It's, yeah, like, play your character on stage, but but when you get off character, stop stop doing bits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, stop doing bits off stage. 
Like that's so annoying. Like yeah. I want to have a conversation with you. I want to know you. I want to get to know Matt. And okay, am I going to work with Matt? Do I like Matt? No. Okay, he's a douchebag. I don't <laughs> like Matt because Matt. Thank you. That's a common. Yeah, Matt, Matt rips yeah. bongs in the middle of podcasts. Um, you know, yeah. he had to get a ladder to get up on this chair. Like all these bad things. But but if I know you're. If you're a good dude, you might suck that night. But I'll go, hey, Matt just had a bad night. Because mm-hmm. if you're a good dude to me and I get to know the real you, I'm going to go to bat for you a lot more than I will if you're just like, man, look at how great I am. And then you then you bomb. I'm going to be like, oh, how great are you, dude? <laughs> People <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. always, doesn't matter the job or industry, always are w- more willing to work with their shitty friend than with someone who's an elite. Yep. Yeah. If you are the if you are the best surgeon in the world doing a surgery, you're still probably going to be like, Greg is not the best anesthesiologist, but you know, like he never flipped me off in the cafeteria, so right. just get him. You know. <laughs> I mean, no, I feel like in the medical field, you're going to want the best. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't kind of pick the yeah. worst things. The I'm only one example. Where. Yeah. No, I, I don't care that, how Greg treats people. No, if he's the you best as the person <laughs> getting the treatment care, the doctor the probably yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think it's it's important, right, to to have that relationship because like everybody's going to bomb. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You know, I I have been I have seen the greats bomb, mm-hmm. and um, but the the thing is, if if you've been nice to me, if you've been a nice person, if you're fun to work with, if you're if you if you respond to emails or messages, <laughs> yeah. then then I'm gonna work with you again, even if you bomb, because I'm gonna go, man, he had an off night. But if you're just a a terrible person and then you bomb them and go, hmm, sucks to suck. (laughs) (laughs) So I got here written down. I saw because I was I do a little research. I saw the uh, Tower City Comedy Festival you've got coming up. Yes. So what number one, because, again, I don't know how, how if comics realize this, what percentage of rejection letters would you say? you get when you reach out for festivals oh my god um i have wasted so much money on comedy festivals <laughs> I've done dude. The same way. oh man i would i would be a billionaire if i had no um so i mean i do pretty well for myself in comedy and so like my comedy pays for my comedy i listened to you talk yeah. about that the other or yeah. on a podcast and and that's that's how i am so my comedy pays for my comedy but when i send out letter or money like 25 dollars <laughs> here 15 dollars here yep. $75 here and then all of a sudden I hear nothing back yeah. and then I'm like oh god okay well this is my 13th reason why um, <laughs> and I'm like ready to end it all but uh, but I would say I get rejected probably 80% of the time yep I think Fuck. I've done I've done two festivals so far yeah and I've spent is one of them Surat Fest no 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 no, 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 okay. no, no, no. I did, um, <laughs> I'm supposed to do Surat Fest next year. I did. Um, yeah, I'm doing that next year. I yeah. think too. He was like, "If I can afford you," I was like, "Dude, <laughs> yeah, just throw me yeah. gas money." Shut yeah, up. seriously. But um, no, I did one in Minnesota and then one in Pensacola. Okay. And it's one of those things where like was the one in Pensacola I, the like T three or whatever the no oh no that was that's the um, LGBT yeah I was one, festival but they yeah. they have allies and I didn't know okay. if you were gonna go with an no ally. I didn't do that one I did um there was they only ran it one year it was the Pensacola Fringe 
or was it? The, no, it was the Pensacola Film and Comedy Festival. Okay, something like that. It was really cool, actually. They yeah. did. Um, I got to meet uh, Donna Rollins. Okay, um, doing that festival. But yes, it was one of those things where like my my thing with festivals is you what you you get to that point right where you've sent out enough emails to where you no longer send them with hope yeah. it's like you're oh, yeah. dead on the inside you just here's this 25 bucks down a well like yeah. so so okay i am adopted that's that's my origin story and to get rejected more more because of a festival than i do by my birth parents i was like oh well this sucks here we go again um but no like i will get I will get so many emails where like I'll I'll send out a clip and I'm like, man, this is a good clip. Yeah. And then they'll be like, hey, we had a lot of great people turn in clips and unfortunately you weren't chosen. And I'm yeah. like, you will never work in Madcaps ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they're like, what's Madcaps? I'm like, I don't, you, you, you won't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> you won't know about it ever. Well, then the weird part to me about festivals and then you get to the festival and there's about, 40% of the comics at the festival are terrible. Yeah. So I'm like, how the hell did you get yeah. through? Yeah. Like, and it, it's I, incredible. I have seen several comics um, in this area or in the surrounding areas that I know for a fact suck. <laughs> yep. And then they get into a festival and I'm like, the hell did you do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. what information do you have? Have you guys ever considered that they might be friends of the people who are running the festival. Yeah, it's that whole possible. Possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not that funny, but he's a good guy. Right, like maybe <laughs> if it was something like that going on in comedy. It, Great like, anesthesiologist, though. <laughs> I, I also don't want to get into like, you know, like a, an Alex Jones place, but I also think that the festivals, I think they want to have a certain representation from mm -hmm. every kind yep. of community so it looks like a really cool... Yeah diverse funky well, thing florida's funniest that's the yeah. same same concept you yeah. florida's funniest uh for the orlando show uh was a black guy um and a uh a woman a white guy and uh then absar sadiq uh, a middle eastern guy yeah. and like <laughs> it's like okay you checked all the boxes and it's yeah. like and don't get me wrong, they were all very funny, but it's like sometimes it's like we want to check boxes instead of, and it's like, mm -hmm. let's just be funny. Yeah. Like if if it's all dudes that show up, then let it all be dudes because <laughs> they're the funniest ones. But if, if all the funniest are girls, let all the women be there. It doesn't, I don't care what you look like. Mm -hmm. Black, white, gay, straight, Christian, atheist, Jewish, Muslim, whatever you are, mm -hmm. be funny. Yeah. So as a booker, for me, like I don't care about any of your history. Just be funny, and and I think festivals are are so hard because I think they want to they want to tick the box and they yeah. go, "Oh, good, we got seven black guys coming." Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's like, what? <laughs> so here's a question to the two of you that might be for the people at home: Where do you guys find festivals? Good like, question. Yeah. So there's a there's a I found festivals two ways. There's a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. So there's just like there's Facebook groups yep. for everything. There's one that's like comedy contests festivals and, and contests yep. and festivals. Yeah. Yep. And if you go there, the people who put on the festivals will actually, uh, and and that's super efficient because right. it'll have it'll be a flyer with the opening date for submissions and the close date for submissions. Yeah. And what I do 
is I'll put the close date for well no I'll put there's usually an early bird section where it's like if you put your submission by this time it's cheaper and I'll put that date in my Google Calendar and if on the day I look at my calendar and it's there if I'm feeling flush where I'm like yeah I yeah I haven't spent a bunch of money this month right I'll do I'll just again throw this $25 <laughs> in the toilet right. yeah. <laughs> and send it out I do it if not I let it pass by the other thing that I did that I'm I'm being more strict about, and I'm I was strict about it at first. I'm starting to be more laxed because it's like I need to go out for the experience and to go out and meet new people. But I also found a list online of the top comedy festivals in the country that actual um, uh, like executives from the networks and stuff go to. Hmm. So the thing is, anybody can put on a comedy festival. There are a million right. of horseshit comedy festivals mm-hmm. in little towns all over the country mm-hmm. that you can get on, and it looks good to other comics because, like, oh, I'm doing the, 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 you know, the the Cobbler Bay <laughs> comedy festival, right. and it's a nothing right. waste of time festival, <laughs> right? So what I looked up is there's I found a list. I think I don't know if Vice did it, but there's some there's a list online if you if you Google it. And there's it's a list of the actual like it's like the Boston Comedy Festival just for laughs Asheville um, there's a, there's a there's a few more right. but it's a um, the Laughing Skull Festival there's like there's a list of like okay these are the comedy festivals all over the country that the industry actually right. goes to mm-hmm. and you will actually be in front of like real people right you know there's also a website i think it's like there it is pod.com or something okay. and every month they'll uh they'll put a list of um these are the comedy festivals that are opening this month oh, these God, are the yeah, yeah, yeah these yeah. are the comedy festivals that are closing this month yeah and so so that's been really helpful for me and um and the thing is right i mean some some clubs care about those things you know cruise ships want you to have all these credits and stuff like that but like if you come to me and you tell me oh man i was in the wisconsin cheese festival comedy or comedy (laughs) who cares (laughs) like congratulations buddy like and then the other thing that i did realize about festivals and what when i did the minnesota one that kind of made me not be so cynical about it was I made I made valuable connections mm-hmm. with the other comedians yeah. mm-hmm. within I mean the amount of money I spent to submit to that festival I made that amount of money's worth in connections within 20 minutes of being in the building yeah. like yeah. immediately well, you make yeah. those connections and like I didn't I didn't advance in the contest right however one of the one of the judges in that first thing I did was I reached out uh, to a few of the judges actually beforehand, which is maybe not a cool thing to do, Mm -hmm. but I reached out and was like, hey, I'm a comic. I have a podcast. I would love to interview you you and my podcast because one of them was like a booker for Carnival Cruise Ships. Another one was um, the the person I was most excited about that I got to actually meet and have a conversation with um, is this woman, and she's she's the booker for the new faces at Just for Laughs. So I'm like, this is like, this is the, out of everyone in the country, this is the person I want to be in front of. Yeah, right, for you sure. Know? Um, so I actually emailed her back and forth, had a conversation with her there at the festival, and performed in front of her and had a really good set in front of her at the festival. And I think where where we forget sometimes 
is that those little seeds Mm -hmm. make a big difference later down the road. Right. You know, because, you know, every year now when just for last submission comes around and I email, I have that slight edge. I mean, I necessarily get in, but I have a slight edge in that she sees my name and she sees my face. And now there's a list of positive memories there. Yep. That she had of, oh, that guy was really cool. We talked after the show. That and, first impression, man. You know, he was that doing way. a podcast. Like, I brought my laptop and a mic and stuff, and I was interviewing the other comics that were at the festival. Like, yeah. th- there's a memory yeah. there, yeah. Yeah. you know? Um, so being able to do that. And then the other thing is, it's so hard. And I'm sure as a booker, <laughs> uh, you've been on the other end of this problem. I noticed there's a weird thing in comedy where up until the headline point, there's a very clear path. Right. It's like you just got to get your 10 minutes together and then you can do guest spots. Yep. And then you get your 30 minutes together and then you you talk to somebody who can get you in to do some feature spots. Right. And then once you're featuring, you got to get a solid hour and 15, hour and 20 so that you can cover an hour comfortably. Right. And then you headline the small rooms and then the small room bookers, you know, talk to the actual comedy club bookers and now you're headlining comedy clubs. Yep. And now you're like, all right. Because this is kind of where I'm at now. <laughs> I've kind of exhausted the state of Florida. How do I right. get to a place where I know no one? Yeah. Right. And you're just starting from. N- it, yeah. it feels like you're brand new. It almost uh-huh. feels like to become a successful comic, <coughs> you have to be an open mi- open micer in all 50 states. Right. And get to a <laughs> I, point. So I, one of my biggest fears is this, and this is from a comedy standpoint, is that I'm afraid sometimes that I'm just <coughs> Florida funny. Yes, like mm, absolutely. I, like I know yeah. that I'm funny here in Florida. Mm-hmm. I can I can kill New Smyrna Beach. I can I can kill Melbourne. I can kill Tampa. I can kill all these places. But what if I go outside of Florida? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden I'm in Alabama. Okay, well that's not too much different. So it's still mm-hmm. working. But now all of a sudden I've gone to a more liberal state. Yep. <laughs> a, a blue state, if you will. And now all of a sudden, am I am I funny? Are they going to laugh, or are they going to be like, mm, "This boy likes DeSantis"? We're not. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, and so I, I get grouped into, well, he's just a hillbilly, and and so now, you know, and I I fear that all the time. I'm like, oh crap, I don't. I, like I, I had a show in uh, uh, Mobile, Alabama, a couple of uh, weeks ago, and I was so nervous that even though it was Alabama, I was like, it's not going to translate. It's not going to translate. I'm, I'm funny here in Florida, but I'm not going to be funny over there. And then I got there and I did my thing. I was funny. And I was like, what was I worried about? Yeah. But yeah. but it is. It's very hard to to figure out that that puzzle, so to speak. Because, yeah. so. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to figure out now how to get like I just I just finally booked. Um, uh, I have a show in Austin coming up in December. And then in, I think it's February. Yeah, February I have a show in, uh, what is it, Rochester, Minnesota, mm. I think it is. Um, so now I'm starting to get booked out of state. Right. But it's Now, do you have so an agent hard. or do you ha- are you just no, I, booking yourself? I don't have an agent. Oh, that's a great question that you just gave me. Um, I'm just booking myself. Okay. I'm reaching out, reaching out on my own. I'm trying to get an agent. Right. But what's interesting is the agents are like like elves or something right. where their information is not out there. It's right. not, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I started reaching out to agents and maybe I should do it again now that I have more credits and I'm a little more established. 
when I first wanted to reach out to agents, I started going onto the website of known comedians and their agents information is there. Right. So I started putting together an Excel spreadsheet yeah. of weird. all of the agents for you know comedians all over the country and i'm like all right these are who the agents are so i've sent some stuff to people at you know caa and yeah. united and a couple of those places but um i mean these are big agents right the mid-level agents how the hell do you even find out who they are right <laughs> right they're like elves that's so funny it's, dude. They, they're <laughs> they so are. weird there he goes oh shit he's gone yeah oh, i almost had him that yeah. time <laughs> As if a, you sprinkle some <laughs> glitter on the ground, it attracts them. As a booker, so you would you rather somebody reach out to you person to person, or would you rather their agent reach out that to you? That is a great question. Um, and I'm sure it's different for each person. For us, being a smaller club, please reach out to me yourself. Um, let's have that person personable attitude. But at the same extent, if your agent reaches out, Okay, that's fine, um, but you know you need to know that you're not getting more money just because you, you have, have an agent. agent yeah. <laughs> you're getting the same thing that this guy's getting, who just called me and was like, "Hey, can I get a weekend?" I'm like, "Yeah, come on." So you're still getting that same amount of money. You know what's something I actually thought about comics doing? I was speaking to uh, Ira Lee. Uh, Really funny comic. I try to book him wherever I can. He's down yep. in um, Fort Pierce. Got to work area. with him at Laugh Attic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really cool guy. Uh, he told me that he had his wife do the calling for him, mm. and it just gives the perception that you have an right. agent. Yeah. They don't know that's his wife. Right. She just says her first, hey, I'm, you know, whatever, and I'm calling on behalf of Ira, a comedian right. Ira Lee. He wants to book, blah, blah, blah. And he said his bookings went up yeah. just from the sheer perception that's right. awesome. that he has an agent. Yeah. And here was my thought. Why don't we as comics... Why don't me and Matt Glidden just swap? Right. Pause. But <laughs> why don't why don't I make phone calls on right. behalf of Matt Glidden as his agent booking him at clubs and then Matt just contact the same clubs as if he's the agent for me? That's going to be one shorter list. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying yeah. so that comics strategically help each other out right. on getting these bookings done. I, yeah. I mean, like I said, if you have an agent, understand that you're not going to get more money. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and so if anything, maybe an agent hurts you because now you got to give them 4%, 8%, 10%, whatever yeah. you're given. Yeah. It's um, 10 usually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for so for my agent, um, I do have an agent. Oh, you do? Uh, I do. I do have an agent. How the hell did nice, you pull that man. off? Um, because <laughs> I sprinkled glitter on the ground. <laughs> and they all came. Like and I looked at one place. of them and I was like, aren't you an anesthesiologist? And he was like, I am. And it's all full circle. Not a good one. There it is. Not a good one. funny, but not a good one. This great dude is getting a lot of work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just transitioning jobs. Yeah. He's like, he's he, working in the medical yeah. field. He keeps getting fired. That's what, <laughs> what he's transitioning is what he says. No, nice so the guy. reason nice the, the reason I have an agent, um, I'm because I'm not funnier than some comics who don't have agents and all that stuff. But uh, so my agent is a guy named Daniel Collins. He's out in uh, I think his technically he's in Kentucky, but out of Nashville and um, with. Uh, um, his, with the agency we were, I work with, uh, Wall of Fame Entertainments is um, so he and I grew up together. Yeah. We went to uh, um, summer camps together and stuff like that. And so when I started doing comedy, I he sent something because I was like, I'm going to start doing comedy again. And he sent me a uh, a comment that was like, Man, way to kill it! 
And so just being dumb, I sent him a message or a comment back that said, anytime you're ready to start uh, representing a comedian, let me know. <laughs> and a couple of weeks later, he goes, hey, can I call you real quick? And he called me and goes, were you serious about that? And I was like, uh... <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, because I've never represented a comedian. I've represented music acts, country music, rap uh, singers, uh, rap artists, um, you know, acoustic, punk, whatever, but I've never done a comedian. He was like, so if you're willing to learn with me, I'm willing to learn with you. Nice. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so, I mean, he's helped me book a show in Nashville, uh, helped me book uh, the Music Box in Mobile, Alabama. Um, and then we've got some things on the the burner that's coming up in this next year. I'm really excited about. Um, but but I mean, and it it does it gives you that more official because yeah. I mean, granted, if mm-hmm. if you call me with an agent, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you a little more serious because I know you're legit. Yeah. If you have an agent, again, you're not gonna get more money. <laughs> but I'm gonna be like, okay, this guy's. Good enough to have representation. Yeah, right? it weeds so, out the absolute trash because exactly, no yeah, agents. Exactly. Yeah. So, so as a booker, it's not that an agent is going to get you more money, but it's going to increase your chances of getting booked overall. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, because I mean, you're going to get the amount of money you're going to get from Madcaps because we're a smaller club, and I mean, what Palm Coast is a thing around sixty people, and then. New Smyrna is around 80 people it can fit. Yeah. There's only so much money we can give you as a headliner mm-hmm. without us just going into the red. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, Madcaps is a business. right? And I think sometimes mm-hmm. people are like, well, why are you only paying us um, this amount of money to do a showcase? Well, because that's all we can pay you. Yeah. Like if, you were, if we were selling out every night with 80 plus, then maybe we could bump up your pay. But, mm-hmm. but the plain fact of the matter is there's some nights where there's 25 people mm-hmm. there's 30 people and and that's not exclusive to madcaps that's comedy clubs everywhere book. right oh, 30 people's a good night yeah, I've been yeah, yeah, yeah. with 30 people Eight and people like, in the room yeah i laugh at it yeah <laughs> <laughs> why you gotta step on that <laughs> um, but, but I, honestly every comedy club i've been in i've been in a ton of the clubs and you have those nights where 12 people walk in the door right just yeah to, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. One of the things I remember before I left Tampa, having a conversation with the manager of the Tampa Improv, is he was at like when comics would come up to him and be like, "Hey, can I do like a Wednesday night show or whatever?" He would ask like, "Can you get a hundred and twenty-five people right. in here?" Because yeah. that's the only way it was worthwhile we, for them. Well, we yeah. did. Yeah. So we did. Uh, I was in uh, the semifinals for Florida's Funniest um, this year. Nice. And we thank you. Um, humble bracket. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I also it's have a awesome. wife and a house, yeah. and so I am so successful. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys, dude! I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. I have two kids. Um, I man, my kids both live at my house. So, uh, really, really quickly, <laughs> so that everybody understands. <laughs> Cause you, oh. and, and here's why you're an asshole for that. Cause you, you know what I meant. Like, we have a lot of comics, and we love them to death. But they're potheads yeah. who don't contribute no, much for, else for to sure. society. No, for sure, hundred percent. I understood bleeds, what you meant. Like it bleeds. Because the thing that I think a lot of comics don't take to heart is you're on stage for 45 minutes to an hour. 
the other 23 hours <laughs> are mm-hmm. very important to you being a comic. For sure. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't have, ba- like, one of the things, I think I've talked about this before, that that has changed, you know, when I started taking comedy more seriously. For example, I do a better job of maintaining my car. Mm. Because it's like, I can't have car trouble. Right. When I am, I've committed to being halfway across the state, right. <laughs> you yeah. know, multiple times a week. Yeah. You know, it's like these little life things that is like, look, you can tell if, if, if you can't get your shit together yeah. to keep your phone turned on. A perfect example. I know comics that are very funny. They don't pay their phone bill all the time. Right. And if if a club can't get in contact with you, exactly. you're done. And if they don't get in c- contact with you once. And then they try again, and they still don't get it. And mm-hmm. now you're burned. Yeah, you're off the list forever. If, yeah. if you don't respond to messages on Facebook or Instagram or or me even texting you, and then you go, "Why don't you ever book me?" I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> if I can't connect with you, that's on you, dude. Yeah. You know my favorite thing about this, Matt. Both times, if it's somebody from Bad Cats, yeah. I'm here. All I'm saying is that both, both my kids know me. Same, um, same. I know both my kids. Um, I don't yeah. think I have any more out there. Um, well, that's, but, a, that's, a, that's a good segue, actually, because I, I actually this is on my list. It's literally at the bottom of my list is comedy, wife plus kids. Because mm. here's one of the things that I'm minus uh, wife. Yeah, <laughs> um, minus both. <laughs> But we've been talking about amongst each other as comics. Right. Is like one of the things that I'm most proud of myself for <laughs> is, and I don't even have kids yet, but the balance of having a job, an like actual day job, right? having a wife, and being a comic, it's, it's tough, dude. It's, it's work. Tough. It's and <laughs> and I, I think, um, and I, I will speak to this on a level that you and I want. I don't think sometimes um, the people who don't have that, no offense, um, understand how tough it is, Yeah. right? Like people don't understand that, oh man, I can't make this show, well why not? Well it's my daughter's ballet recital and I've gotta go do this and that's more important than doing comedy. Well, Mm -hmm. but, but what if I pay you $150? Sorry, that's it's not daughters. That I got yeah. yeah. What if I pay you a thousand? Okay, I'll be there. At <laughs> yeah. you know, but um, I'll buy her new ballet slippers. Exactly. But yeah. no, it's tough. It is. You have to find that balance, and it's yeah. um, it's so tough because you have your day job, and and then I come home and I spend a few hours at home, maybe without. But if it's out of town, I'm turning right around once I get home, change, and I'm out the door. Yeah. So it. It is shout out to all the comics who are balancing maybe not even a wife and kids or a husband and kids, but just multiple things, right? Because mm-hmm. it is all well and good that you can go full time in comedy. This I is just be- getting sadder for me the longer. <laughs> <you talk. laughs> <laughs> uh, my condolences. We'll pray, we'll pray over you after the show. Um, but like, it's all well and good if you can do full time comedy. That's great. Good mm. for you. 
but like your life is a lot easier if you're just doing comedy full time than you're doing right. a day job. You're doing comedy. You're you're doing you're watching out for your mother or you're watching out for your a younger sibling or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. The more you pile stuff on, the harder it becomes, and right. it yeah. it can feel like you're drowning sometimes. One thing I want to give both of you a point of credit to, and I feel like this is something that's not talked about as part of the conversation, though, is that balance that you seek makes you a better comic because it, there's yeah. more things to pull from in oh. life when you experience them. So I started comedy over 10 years ago um, when I was in college and uh, took a writing class at Zanies and I was like, man, I'm going to be the funniest comedian in the world. <laughs> Zanies and, uh, in Chicago? Nashville. Oh, Nashville. Nashville. Okay, yeah. nice. And so born and raised in Nashville and I was like, man, this is what I want to do. Then stopped. Uh, life happened. Blah, blah, blah. And then started comedy a little while ago, but now I had a wife and two kids. And I tell people all the time, I am so much funnier now that I had kids. <laughs> because life happened. And and those life experiences I can draw from. Yeah. And I mean, my, do- my daughter says some of the funniest things. Um, and and I'm like, okay, cool, now I can pull from that. And, and so, so while some people might look at it as a burden and go, oh, yeah, Chris is married and has a job. That sucks for him. I can go out and go to strip clubs every night I want to, blah, blah, blah. But at the same extent, now Chris can pull from a conversation that he had with his wife that something funny happened. He goes, all right, how do I make this funnier? Yeah, And Where, relatable to right, people in the audience who right, are because, married. And, yeah. Because how many, how many people in the audience are probably going to be married mm-hmm. or at least be in a relationship? If, if you go up and all you're talking about is how much weed you smoked that night – before the day before and man i got so i go so freaking huh it's like <laughs> cool well there's one thing that I, I think is interesting and i talk about this all the time with gregory's comedy club i think i can always tell certain comics hate gregory's because mm. they're like oh it's a bunch of old it's like middle-aged white people blah right. blah, blah and i think what a lot of new comics don't realize <laughs> is that's who comedy club audiences are yeah <laughs> every comedy club you go to It'll be, I mean, unless it's like a real specific, unique club. Right. It'll be a few black people, a few Hispanic people. Yep. Everybody's 40 years old for the most part, 50 years old for the most part. Yeah. That's who the, that's who has disposable income. Yeah. And can afford a babysitter or their kids are old enough that they can leave them at the house. Right. And can come out and buy drinks and all that other thing. And I think that that sort of lone wolf comic lifestyle where you're just smoking weed and hanging out and going to all the open mics and hanging out with other comics how the hell are you going to relate yeah to these actual people who yeah. have jobs and all and kids and yeah yeah 100% like i don't get me wrong i value the hang i mm-hmm. do and and i know you're going to agree with yeah. me on this but I hate open mics. <laughs> I hate them, dude. I absolutely hate them. And and we run two of them at the club. Yeah. And people, like, I'll go to the club to the open mics just to watch comics because that's my job. And I'll say, okay, this guy was funny. I mean, see Dillard. That's how he got um, a guest spot with Dean yeah. uh, recently yeah. because he killed it at an open Hell mic. And I'm yeah, like, man. man, you need to get up there. But But at the same extent, comics will be like well why aren't you going to perform because i i don't want to (laughs) like i can do my jokes that i'm my new jokes i mean i did a show uh friday night um at a at a 
Paris Bakery place with uh, Kevin Dean, and I tried three new jokes, and I got to try it on an audience and on a real audience. Yeah, and <laughs> and I go, man, that probably should have gone better than this, and but I'm able to work on it there, and yeah, and I I can admit to the audience, <laughs> I'll go, can I try something new on you guys, and yeah. you know. <laughs> So I prepare them like this isn't going to be as funny as it probably should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that if you are just obsessed with going to open mics and, and that is your life and you go, well, why didn't this person go to an open mic? I got a family. <laughs> like I can't yep. look at my seven-year-old daughter and my four-year-old son and be like, daddy's going to go do comedy an hour and a half away for five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> just I'm going to hang out with a bunch of losers. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. In front of a bunch of assholes <laughs> who probably won't laugh at something that a regular comedy audience would exactly. laugh at. Exactly. And I, yeah. I actually enjoy, I think it, the, that pressure has helped me. Right. Because like the whole time I've been doing, because I've been doing comedy for six years now. Mm. And while I've been doing comedy, my wife has literally been getting her doctorate degree right yeah <laughs> and i have a high school diploma yeah so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> she wrote that one in yeah, <laughs> yeah. my wife's a so, nurse she does the same yeah. thing so that, that, my wife's a nurse too okay same life ex-wife's a nurse yeah, yeah. Oh. Yep. so so it's What's one your of ex-wife those? uh non-existent <laughs> <laughs> Probably I'm, a nurse. I'm though, sure she's nurse. out there. Yeah. Your ex-wife is out there somewhere. She's, she's I'll, an anesthesiologist. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know so. I'm gonna need one. <laughs> but but that pressure honestly has helped push yeah. me along in comedy. It's like, look, if this does not pay X amount, I can't. I cannot yeah. justify coming. Yeah. If this is not gonna add value, I cannot justify right. coming. Yeah. If this is a a Saturday, and you know. I work nine to five. My Saturdays and Sundays are my only days. Right. If if your show, even if it's paid, if it only pays forty bucks, and I know it's going to be a shitty show, and it's halfway across the state, no. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it it it's that pressure. Right. I I actually think has propelled me forward much faster yeah. than if I was single and was happy right. to hang out. Right. It's like I can only do the things that are of value. I Absolutely. mean, like. Like so, like my weeks are like like so. My Mondays are already. I have a podcast that f- does every Monday. So right. all my Mondays are off the table. All right. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, su- Friday and Saturday. I'm usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm usually booked somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it literally leaves <clears throat> Tuesday, Wednesday, and Sunday for me to spend time with my wife. Right. Yep. So if you want me to do something, it better be good. Yeah. Because if not. <laughs> Yeah, it is no, what it is. Yeah, yeah, so my wife works nights, and so uh, my wife will go to work, and I'll watch the kids, or, or you know, I'll come home and get ready and leave, and then she'll watch the kids. And I mean, there's very, very few nights that we just have together. So I think it was two weekends ago. Now um, was our 11 year anniversary, uh, marriage anniversary, yeah, and happy anniversary. Thank you, yeah. thank you. And um, I got uh, called the d- couple of days before, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to do Don't Tell?" <laughs> on um on Friday and I was like I do. Yeah. I do, but but I had to weigh that like yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay, it's going to 50 to 60 dollar whatever they're going to pay. Mm-hmm. Is it worth having a pissed off wife? Yeah. No. And, <laughs> and, the, and the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like it, I could come home and immediately hand her the 50 bucks and she'll be like more (laughs) in my calendar our our anniversary the day of our anniversary in my calendar 
the, the entire day. Like, like yeah. she 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 booked an event from like eight o'clock in the morning to eleven o'clock at night, mm. and the title of the event is "You Better Not Book a Comedy <laughs> Show." Is yeah. the title of the event. <laughs> exactly. You're like, babe, what if I just? What if you come with me to the show? Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, the, no. the only time I've ever gotten away with that was it was my this year my daughter's seventh birthday. Um, she called or she was like, I was like, baby, what do you want to do for your birthday? And she goes, daddy, I, I want to go to one of your comedy shows. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, OK. So I called up Adam and I was like, hey, man, um, I know you we were going to do the show this night. Can, can I bring my daughter? And he was like, yeah, man, you know, your family. And I was like, I do not want my daughter to hear these jokes <laughs> though, because <laughs> the comedians that were on that show, like they're good comedians. And and I was just but I was just like, I don't need her hearing these jokes Learn, yeah. learning and, horrific things yeah. about them. and um it turned out that like i was able to uh jump on a, a sleuth show um in the garden room or whatever where you're not supposed to cuss too much and i was like you want to come to this show instead and she's like, yeah and I'm like, great baby come on and i made sure that i went first and nice. so after i did my comedy i was like all right let's leave baby and she's like dad that was so much fun but even my jokes, I felt weird with her in the audience because yeah. I talk, I'll talk about sex or I'll talk about this or that with, and mm -hmm. then like, my daughter's like, "What? What's that?" I'm like, "Nothing, baby. <laughs> nothing. Don't, yeah. worry. Don't worry. About it. Having family present is always a little weird. Like yeah. I've had my brothers and sisters come to show before, and mm -hmm. there's always a portion of my head that's like, "Don't tell mom." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my mom will not come see me do comedy. I had my brother. Oh, really? Yeah. My my brother just saw me in Mobile. He lives in Mississippi. Came over to Mobile. And um, and he was like, man, you're really good. I was like, I know. He goes, does, does mom know all the things you say? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. no. We had to have this long conversation with my mom. She called me one day. And she's an 80-year-old woman, um, Nashville, Tennessee, just a southern woman, um, good Christian woman. Would be horrified. By and, <laughs> and, well, she called me one day, and she goes, Patrick, I need to ask you a question. I was like, oh, what's up, Linda? And she goes, um, do you cuss when you do comedy? <laughs> and I said, do you want me to tell you the truth or you want me to lie to you? And she goes, well, I want you to tell me the truth. I said, hell yeah, I cuss, Mom. And, and just Fuck saying yeah. that, she was like, oh, no. And I was like, <laughs> then you would not like some of the things I say on stage. So, oh, so one thing that I, w I wanted to – oh, well, I'll, I'll get to the one, another thing on the list really quickly. Um, <laughs> somebody that started here in Brevard County – that I don't get to see anymore because he's all over the place. Was Mr. Winston Pickles. <laughs> no. Oh, good old Winston Pickles. I love Winston oh God, Pickles, man. That dude. <laughs> that dude is. So the very first time I ever saw Winston Pickles, uh, and I'll let you get to your whatever. But no, uh, that's I just want I just wanted to talk to you about Winston. Oh my God, I love Winston Pickles. He is the most bizarre. Um, I don't think if Winston Pickles walked in here right now, I wouldn't know who he was if he wasn't wearing makeup. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think <laughs> I, that scares me a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, but he, yeah, we were at Madcaps, and this was when we did the Wednesday and Thursday showcases. Um, I think I might have been hosting, and on my on the sheet that Adam sent me, it said, Sir Winston Pickles. And I was like, who the hell is that? <laughs> He's knighted. And, and then I walk out of the green room, and there's a clown sitting in the corner of the club. Like, and I was like, Yo. I, I looked Always at someone. that sad balloon. Yeah, and I, I looked at someone who was with me, and I said, hey. Is there a clown in there's the a clown. <laughs> and he was like just making sure it's not just and like, you where, <laughs> right. yeah he was just like he goes what are you talking about and then he turned he goes oh yeah and i was like 
for that split second though, I was like, oh my god, he doesn't see him. <laughs> I, I, like you're I having a psychotic yeah, break. I have lost it. This is it. Um, but no, Winston Pickles, dude. Um, and I know he's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. Now, that's funny because he's British. Yeah. Um, but uh, but you know because I know there's been times where I've been in a room and the crowd might not be behind him. Yeah. But I think he is flipping hilarious every time oh, he gets up there. His, I think I think the clown thing. A lot of times people get so distracted yeah. that they end up not paying attention to what he's saying. Yeah. If you pay attention, he's a great writer. Oh, he's yeah. one of the like, best. His writers. jokes are awesome. I, w- I would put him in the top ten writers in like the Central Florida area. Yeah. Um. And uh, but like he's so fun. I've I've asked him if uh, if I if I play my cards right and I pay him enough, would he just come over to my house? And stand like by my daughter's window, um, just, to, just to watch her freak out. Because the idea of a clown just like being at your window would be scary as hell. Um, but no, he is such a funny comic, and and he does not get the credit he deserves. I think because some people look at him and go, "Well, he's a he's a circus act." No, yeah. no pun intended. Right. But. Yeah. He well, he writes like Jesselneck. Right. In the sense of like this is dark, sharp, very well written material. Right. But to both of your points, there is a certain amount of it of like you see that and you're like, okay, but this dude's wearing like polka dots and <laughs> right. like solid gold <laughs> shoes. But he he is. He's one of the best writers. He's what what I think is gonna happen with him is what I told everybody was gonna happen with Dorian. Mm. Dorian Gale, yeah, because mm. everybody used to clown Dorian, and I was like, "Listen, Dorian has a very unique thing, right? And once he figures it out, right, he's gonna he's gonna blow by everyone, right? Yeah. He's gonna once he figures that thing. I think Winston Pickles, once he finds his niche of people that right. get what he's doing, I think at some point he'll be doing theaters because I mean he's. The thing is, is it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like what I, I, I want him so desperately to do this. When he was, he was still around in this area, I was trying to convince him. I was like, what you need to do is ha- pay a cameraman to follow you around while you just do regular everyday stuff. Oh, yeah. Like if he was just in the grocery store. In costume. In costume. <laughs> With just that picking, same level of humor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like. Just picking through fruit. Right. If he was just online at the DMV, pretending he wasn't in costume. Right. Because he's so comfortable in that costume yeah. at this yeah. point. Oh, yeah. Like, just have him go to file his taxes and just sit across from the person right. at H&R Block and never because he does it in what I think would be perfect is he does it in his act he never breaks in his act he never acknowledges the fact that he's on a whole fucking clown outfit he does the whole (laughs) act and never acknowledges it I mean he 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 has that British sense of humor that like that you you kind of go what like (laughs) but it's so funny to me and I love it because I, and I think that would be hilarious yeah. to him to just sit him to go to um, like Top Golf and he's just in and that like, costume. Top yeah. Golf. Yeah. Yeah. People are like yeah. looking yeah. at him like, what the? And he's just like, dude, I'll never forget this joke. He, I was like, this is this is one of the ones that made me go. Winston Pickles is gonna figure it out and take off. He, um, after that uh, that condo building collapsed in Miami, yeah. uh-huh. that famous thing. He gets on stage like this is like forty eight hours after it happens. This is like immediately following Jeez. it happens. He gets on stage and he's like, you know, I'm from in London. They call apartments flats. They call them that in Miami now, too. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. 
I was like, he is uh, he is writing daily. Yeah. And that shit is hilarious. And, and again, to, it's not just a person saying it. It's a clown yeah, saying right. something so dark and yeah. funny. It's yeah. it's so good. I'm like he, once he finds his unique audience, he is of one people, of, yeah, he is one of my favorite comics. Uh, just a great guy. There was a there was an incident at a club and um, that happened, and I won't go into all the details, but like there was a lot of drama that happened around one event at this club, and he was there. And the idea of people yelling at each other <laughs> is hilarious like, to me. Imagine a, a world star video yeah. with a clown yeah. in the corner yeah. the whole time. Just in there holding the balloon. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like, screw you. And you just see him sitting there like, cheerio. You know, you're like, is that a clown? I, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, the more apathetic he is to the situation, the better. Yeah. <laughs> so. so really quickly, I know we said, because I, I want to do this on the show because I think it would be interesting. Yeah. Um, I wanted to book a so here's here's the here's the vision here. So we have this podcast and right. Brian's missing today, but Brian is normally here. So we have four funny comics. So I want to start the process. Uh, who's the fourth? Well, <laughs> I know Glidden's a little, <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little shaky. <laughs> I get overlooked a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Come on, it's <laughs> jokes like that that keep you where you are. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> I'm gonna start, and this is Madcast will be the first one. So first of all, thank you for letting yeah, us do it. Yeah, of course. Um, but I'm gonna be over time booking a funny style comedy tour. Right. Where we're gonna take this podcast. We're not gonna do a podcast. Right. Right. <laughs> we're actually gonna all go out as a group and perform. Yeah. You know. So that'll be fun. So let's see when. To, and I also want new comics who've never actually booked with a comedy club right. to also get a, to hear a booking live right to understand how far out clubs are booking i mean yeah so right now at new smyrna um we have uh we have availability in march mm-hmm. a little bit and then we are open in april and that's new smyrna okay um obviously palm coast is a different story again we book a little differently um, because we are booked i think now up until june Ooh. In that in uh, Palm Coast, I think Palm that's Coast. in that when June I'm of 2025 of 2024 2024. Yeah. So because I think I booked you in your personal show. What? Yeah, let me. I've got it written down here. Um, is oh, that's the wrong show? Uh, 19 and 20 of July. Uh, July. So, see, there I'm we already, go. There we I'm go. already yeah, booking yeah. into July. Yeah. With Palm Coast. So I mean and. It, it it takes a while right yeah. like it's not just a well and that's that's one of the you talked about things that bother me when people send me availabilities well i've got availability in november it's november <laughs> <laughs> like yeah cool like i'm not gonna just now i appreciate it because then i'll have a comic who like maybe bailed we had a, a headliner drop out at new smyrna mm-hmm. um in december uh-huh. um because we're doing a couple of headliner shows and Luckily, I had already talked to um, a comic, and he was like, "Hey, I've got availability," so I hit him up. So, but it is it, normally I you are if you're talking to a club, a legit club, it, it we are booked at least three to six months in advance, if yeah. not more, at some of the bigger clubs. So, but yeah, so March or April, what what dates are you guys looking at? Let's see. So we got March or April. So while he's looking for that, let me ask this for you just so we have this on the podcast. 
you're talking about someone contacting you about three to six months in advance with their availability. Right. If somebody was sending you an email, would you rather have the email say, hey, looking for spaces this November on these dates or, and here's a six months out from there, these are my current availabilities. Right. So, Either or. Yeah, I think I would, if, so let's say you had, uh, you sent me a message and you were like, hey, I'm looking for shows and and just give me the date you're available. Mm-hmm. Um, and because a lot of times you're not going to know where I'm booked out, right? I'm not, and I'm not going to sit there like I might send you a response email because I've had a couple of comics that will send me messages and they're like, hey, have some availability in January and February. I'd love to book. And I'm like, sorry, bud, we're already booked. Yeah. Well, when are you not booked? June through July right now. We have some availability that we are still booking. And so for <coughs> me, I would I would suggest if you're going to send something to a booker, um, give them two to three months of availabilities. Yeah. Um, and, and if they go, well, sorry, we're not booked we've already booked those dates, then then you send them two more. Mm-hmm. And they go, or, or you ask them, hey, what, when are you booking? Um, because at least for me, again, every booker is gonna be different, right? Um, but I'm, I'm willing to communicate with you. I'm willing to talk with you because I wanna, I wanna put on the best shows imaginable at, at New Smyrna Beach and at Palm Coast for mm-hmm. Madcaps. That's my biggest thing is to bring the funny to the stage. I don't care if I don't like you, because there are plenty of comics I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not as people, but just as comics, I'm just like, eh, not my cup of tea. Yeah, it doesn't um, work for me. And, but then there are people that I just don't <laughs> like. But I will still book you if you're funny. And that yeah. goes back into, you know, while maybe your first impression wasn't great, okay, but if you're funny and you send me everything you need to send me, Okay, we can still do business together. Mm-hmm. Now we might not go grab a beer after the show, but I'll right. still do business with you. Mm-hmm. So I think I think just continue. If I can tell anybody for to about bookers a secret to them, if there is one, um, and I haven't even figured it out, and I'm a booker, um, <laughs> is over communicate. Don't don't make me do the work to find a date for you. Mm-hmm. Like I can give you the availability here. Here's our dates. Don't sit there and make me go, well, what about June 5th and 6th? Well, I don't have anything that day. I've, I've had people say that where they're like, don't just sit there and complain or not give a solution. And that, that's in life, right? I think right. We, mm-hmm. as people need to be better about that in life is if you want to fix something, fix it. Don't just sit there and go, man, I wish somebody would fix that. Yeah. Or, you know, man, I would love to perform at your club okay when are you available mm-hmm. oh i don't know N- don't come to me telling me you want to perform if you don't know your own availability yeah yeah so yeah so, well real quick so my, my uh my system and it's a pain in the ass that's the other thing that yeah that, again you're only on stage for an hour right the other 23 is where you where it yep. really determines where your success happens yeah so my thing is i do um i'll go through my calendar and write down I usually like do four months and I'll literally write down every day that I don't have a booking mm. you know? yeah so it'll be like you know January you know third through seven is free right January 16th through 17th is free that sort of thing I, usually, I don't include like Mondays and Tuesdays because clubs don't do those days anyway right mm. but wh- whatever weekends I don't have anything then I write it all down and then I t- 
type it all up for three. It's a pain in the ass. I type it all down for three months, and then I have that in a Word document, and then I write the full email, copy and paste yep. the entire chart of avails and, into it. And that, I w- that absolutely yeah. would love that. And and another thing I will tell you is respond, respond when I send you an email or a Facebook message or whatever. You, yeah. you and I, we booked your show like yep. that. Yep. Because you responded to me. I said, "What about this date?" You said, "Great." And, and it works. If you sit there and you you give me the runaround and mm-hmm. you're like, I've got some availability in February. And I go, okay, what about this date? And you're like, well, let me check. And it's longer than a few hours. It's I booked probably yeah. book someone else. Yep. Yeah. 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 If I, I'm in that booking zone, I'm looking to book. And I don't, I don't want to play this game all day. Yep. So if you don't get back to me. <laughs> I made that mistake. I learned that lesson the hard way once with Bonkers. Yeah. Mar- Margaret emailed me about a date, and I was I was like about to go to bed, and I went to bed and woke up the next day, and I was like, I'll send her the email when I get to work. Sent her the email. I mean, like the next day, and she yeah. was like, Yeah, that date's been gone for like since yeah. last night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I won't do that anymore. So what day of the week, by the way? So I would if if you guys are up for it, I'll give you a whole weekend. Uh, uh, we would love to. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll give I'm you not a whole booked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's yeah, see. I'll give you a whole weekend, and it'll be the funny style takeover. Okay. Um, yes. I know they awesome. just you guys just did a Melbourne takeover. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was so much fun. It wasn't good? Yeah, it was a blast. Good. Yeah, Saturday. It won't happen again. But no, I've I've heard great things about it. Yeah, so. it was it was awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to. We're trying to get our reputation out there, so yeah. I like that. Yeah. And and I think Mancaps, we we want to be a club that um, that we give those opportunities to people. We want the Melbourne takeover. We want yeah. you know comment like I uh, I contact I one thing I came in when I booked was like, hey Adam, I want to I want to bring in people who are in between that feature and headliner limbo, and I want to give them their, their first shot. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I almost threw this cup of water. <laughs> I was like, cool, man. Yeah, hit if, me up sometime. If microphone equipment that I own wasn't in front of you. <laughs> but uh, case, in, case in point, I think it's in April or it might be actually, no, it's in March. Uh, Joe Latham. Okay. Yeah. We're giving Joe Latham his first headlining weekend. Fuck Dude okay. is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I love Joe. And and his accent is so dreamy being British. Him and <laughs> together. Oh. But um, but I, we're giving those opportunities. And I mean, that's how I got my opportunity. Adam hit me up and said, hey, you've been working hard. You've been grinding. Do you have the time? And I was like, I'll get it. I'll yeah. have it by then. I promise. Yeah. And because he gave me enough time. And, and I mean, he hit me up in like January for a May date at New Smyrna. And I was like, I got this. And and I mean, I, I did really well. Mm-hmm. And so, but we want to, we want to be a club that gives opportunities to, you know, we're not going to get Kevin Hart in there or Chris <laughs> Rock or like we, and if you expect those people, then you're an idiot. Don't yeah, come yeah, to yeah. a local yeah. comedy club <laughs> yeah. expecting to see Matt Reif, yeah. you know, come to the comedy club, see Matt. Gl- Gl- yeah. Matt Gl- yeah. yeah. Well, which we were kind of in brief. Uh, contact about maybe doing the asking for a friend show out there. I do yeah. want to talk to you more about that. Yeah, That'd for be sure. Awesome. And I, I think you know we're we are m- more than willing to to book different shows, right? Like yeah. it's not just uh, well, we got to have a headliner and a host. And I think that's we proved that with New Smyrna, right? Right. We have we have broken the the typical all right headliner feature host type show, mm-hmm. and now we have a showcase. So yeah. so yeah. Anyway, sorry. 
Oh, yeah. Went off on a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, what about, so you said you have a few in March. Yes. What about, and this is a Friday, Saturday, right? Friday and Saturday. All right. What about March 15th and 16th? March 15th and 16th is available. Awesome. We will do that one. Thank right. you, sir. So you guys. And that is a booking. Yeah. See, see everybody, that's as easy as it is. <laughs> if, you, if you come prepared and you know what you're going to do, you know what you're going to say, and I know who you are. I mean, that, that's a big thing, right? Like, if I have a relationship with you, a comedy relationship even, maybe not even a personal relationship, I just know you in comedy, and I can go, yeah, I trust them. Yeah. Then you're, it's easy, I'm, yeah. I'm going to book you a lot easier. If I yeah. don't know you, you're going to have to do some work. <laughs> Let's see. So now I'm putting, and then actually, here's the thing, and I, I have to admit that I have to learn this. As we're making this, I'm literally in my computer right now typing it into my calendar. Mm-hmm. Because when you first start in comedy, you get booked so few and far between right. that you didn't even have to worry about it. Like you're not you're right. not worried about book double booking yourself. Yeah. And then I had a I had a window there in the middle <laughs> where I was accustomed to just saying, "Sure, I'll do it," mm-hmm. without yeah. having to look at my calendar because I got nothing in my calendar. There was a window in the middle where I started double booking myself and had to apologize profusely no, and rebuild some re- a couple of relationships yeah, with people. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have to, as soon as I get it, I put it in my calendar. Because the other thing, look at this. If I book this in March of 20, like, you know, we're in right. November of 2023. Mm-hmm. I book a gig for March of 2024 and I don't put it in my calendar immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, two months from now, it'll be completely out of my brain. I had to adjust it's with that immediately. Yeah. I, have my, I have my own business. I got my kids. Yeah. Um, and then if I don't write something down immediately, I will right. forget about it. I so get people got, call for jobs. Same thing. I've got. So this is uh, this is New Smyrna Beach. <laughs> These are all the shows right there. Good Lord. And then that then you go over to Palm Coast and then you've got all the shows with Palm Coast. Um, and, Adam, and Adam and I have like it's a shared message. So if I write on it. He knows if he writes uh, on it, I know, mm-hmm. and so we we get real time updates. But then I also have my own bookings that I have to worry about. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> I mean I if if I can, you know, speak to that at all for younger comics, it's make sure you're writing these down because <laughs> at, even if you have the greatest memory in the world, yeah. if you if somebody goes, hey man, I'd really like to get you on a show, and it's going to be September fifteenth, and you're like, yep. great, and then all of a sudden it's. And that that's in July, and then all of a sudden September comes around. And you're like, I feel like I had something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and and I'm not gonna, you know, Dude. in this day and age, you have no excuse not yeah. to write it down right. immediately. Exactly. It's in your pocket. Let me tell you, one of the <laughs> this has happened. This happens to me more often. That I'm ashamed <laughs> to admit this. Right. Nothing makes me shit bricks more than be scrolling on Facebook. And see a flyer with my face on it. I don't remember. I'm like, like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Chris Robinson's going to be in such and such. I'm like, I am? (laughs) So, like, for Madcaps, um, and I know you've seen this, and I think you were a part, I was already the booker when you took over or when you came in. um, But I will send out a a weekly email or like Facebook message of, Mm -hmm. hey guys, here's all the people in the show. Mm -hmm. Here's a flyer. Here's the link. Please, you know, promote it. If you have any questions, let me know. I will send you a lineup later in the week. And and I've had comics who hit and so but that'll be on a Monday. Your shows are Friday, Saturday. I'm sending you that on Monday. I've had comics who sent me messages and they're like, I'm not on that show. <laughs> and I'm like, I have the email that says you are. I yeah. have flyers that say you are. And he goes, Well, I never got 
the the email. Check your email, people. <laughs> check your junk mail. Check your email yeah. because I promise you, we send them out. Yeah. It's yeah. not like we're going. Oh, Matt's never going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> that he's on the show. He's on this show. We got him. <laughs> like, why would we do that? So yeah. I've had because I've had a comic go. Well, you guys just didn't want me to be there. What? You're on the put flyer. It's <laughs> like, why would I inform you after the fact? Like, but see, I wouldn't have put you on the flyer if you weren't on the freaking show. But that goes to my point that you made me feel like a bad person about when comics are like, don't understand life. Oh, like no, the, yeah. I, the concept that comics would feel like this small business that has bills to pay. Right. Is playing games with my right. But nobody gives a shit. Everybody's right. trying to be as professional as possible. Nobody's blackballing you. Right. Nobody's trying to screw you over by booking this comic that you got into an argument on Facebook with on the same show that right. you it's got nothing. To every, do with yeah. all the professionals Absolutely. are above all of this bullshit like, you guys are doing. Like I said, I I don't care what you look like. I don't I don't care I, I don't care if it ticks a box. I want to bring the funniest people into that show. Yeah. And and again, not not saying anything about Florida's funniest, anything like that, because there were some great funny people on the, that mm. show. But at the same extent, just because you look a certain way or you whether you're white or black or whatever, it just because it's February and it's Black History Month doesn't mean I'm bringing in <laughs> black, all black, black comics. <laughs> I would probably right. do that. <laughs> I would probably do that for one of my shows. I mean, I think Matt Matt Black facing it. I'm like, we couldn't pump anyone. <laughs> It wouldn't work because no black person is that short. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? I'm telling the Kevin Hart. Get out of here, dude. I was going to say Cat Williams. <laughs> to be fair, though, Madcaps, we, we booked two black people in February. <laughs> we hit our quota. <laughs> we booked two, two black guys, an Italian, and uh, Miguel Colon. Yeah. He's Latino. Yeah. yeah, he's Latino. So. It's everybody. You, so, you tick the boxes. Yeah, there, there's no white people in February. Yeah. So take that. Yeah. Um, but, Fight the power. But at the same extent, like that. That just all that stuff doesn't matter. Like it, it matters about being funny. And and if you're not professional, and if you don't understand that, and you think, well, Patrick's trying to get me. I promise you, I'm not. Because time. I promise you, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, don't have time to think about to you. Get anybody? Like I, I am, I am booking two clubs, um, possibly a third room very soon. Um, not with Madcaps, with another group that we can talk about off mm-hmm. air. Uh, um, but. Uh, and then, and then I've, I've got my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. And then I've got my day job. And then I've got me as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Like, I have so many irons in the fire that if – and, oh, okay, sorry. I'm ranting now. But I am so tired of comics after I booked you coming to me and going, hey, when did you book me again? <laughs> know your freaking dates. Oh, my God, dude. I am not your mommy. <laughs> like, once I have said, yes, you're – once – you guys are on that show that March. If you if Rafiq calls me in January and goes, "Hey, when's that March date?" I will cancel cut the- your <laughs> show immediately because I'll be like, "They're stupid." Um, but that goes that goes exactly to what he says. Yeah, yeah, all the time is that we've got people who just like they don't have that life experience of having to be responsible for multiple things at once. So marking down their own dates doesn't pop in their head. It all. blows me away because they're like. When was that date again? <laughs> That's, you, it's literally, you have two jobs and you failed at one of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, it makes me so mad too. It's like, and book the show and perform at the show, and you couldn't do half of it. Yeah. And, and then, then I, I had one, and I almost, almost, I don't blackball anybody, but I almost <laughs> blackballed this guy. When he goes, well, isn't that what a booker's supposed to do? Yeah. You son, son of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I will bite you right now. So it's it. Have understand this, comics. Um, bookers are people too, right? Just as comics, we're all people. Bookers are people. We might make mistakes. We might yeah. we might forget to call you back or something. It's nothing personal. It's nothing personal if I don't put you on a showcase. Mm-hmm. It's not that. Oh man, I just I don't think Matt's funny, and I think. I think Rafiq's funnier. That's not the case. Maybe I have enough mats on that show. Mm-hmm. And and not saying small white people. Yeah, I was going to say, are you taking I mean, boxes yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I have someone who's that kind of humor. Yeah, if, that has little hand jokes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, right. whoa, hold up. I thought <laughs> but, I cornered that market. <laughs> but if you, like, in all seriousness. Rafiq, <laughs> <laughs> you did it wrong. You're supposed to go. <laughs> if, in all seriousness, though, like, if I have all low energy comics on it for a whole weekend that's not going to be a great show no because the crowd's gonna be like what the hell is this yeah. now if i market it like that then okay sure now but but if i just surprise now you've got <laughs> five low energy comics yeah. enjoy that i'm such a hack my brain just went the sleepy joe comedy show yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is hacky <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah. so understand comics that that bookers are people that that we we do want the best for the clubs we want the best for you guys as comics because i want to watch you guys succeed because nothing better than than being able to say hey aj wilkerson got his one of his starts at yeah. madcaps yeah. like that dude is killing it and he got his some of his starting moments at madcaps yeah. that's that's looks good on us too yeah, if i ever make it yeah. same here right <laughs> madcaps right. Exactly. and uh, joke joint yeah these are places that like i'm gonna remember and and i'm going to shout out we're we're for the comics but so don't don't think that we're sitting up in an ivory tower going <laughs> because I promise you Adam and I are not. Yeah. yeah, don't don't subscribe malice to life. Yeah, right. You know, like when I like one one of my dreams. Like when you think about like oh if I ever make it big as a comic like but one of my things that I look most forward to is being a famous comic. And just dropping in yeah. on the comedy clubs that gave me my yeah, first shot. Sure. Like, yeah. I don't care if I'm Kevin Hart famous. I will pop into Gregory's right. and shock the shit out of the, you know the audience <laughs> yeah. because I'll pull into Madcaps. All yeah. those places because like these are the places that you know showed us love in the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. Plus, Absolutely. they're also like when you get to that level. Uh, not saying Madcaps is you know going to stay at that level, but like a smaller venue is a refuge from right. the yeah. you know mm-hmm. well dave Chappelle cannot tell the same kind of jokes like in the middle of an arena as he can at madcap for sure right. you know well and I, I think you know there's there's a beauty and and there's a necessity for those small clubs like you mm. like you're talking about like it it's good to go to the smaller clubs and then then when you hit the orlando improv or the orlando funny bone or whatever it is now um then you know now you're prepared because i killed it in front of 70 people 270 is nothing it's easy it, yeah. a, a lot of comics don't realize this a lot of comics are, are are thirsty to get on the stage at the improv right it's like the improv is where you go when you're done getting good right where you get good 
are the small rooms. Yep. Yeah. Because the improv is the easiest club. People make people are like, oh, I'm I'm nervous to go on stage. <laughs> Listen, if you can be funny in a small room, mm-hmm. you're gonna kill when you get to the improv because yep. it's yeah. it's the easiest room You've in the world. Increase the amount of people that are gonna relate to whatever you just said, and now yeah. you get laughs, yeah. and that kind of flows through the rest of the crowd. And they're, and they're they're a group of people who are primed right. to have a good time. Yeah. Like right. they're this is a venue, they know where they are. There's a there's a reputation that right. the venue has. They've paid for these tickets, yeah. some of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, they paper those rooms a lot. Yeah. So it's not a bar where you've interrupted someone's exact drink right. after oh, surprise work. Surprise comedy yeah. shows are the worst. <laughs> yeah. oh. um, no, I think you guys are 100 percent right because I mean, Madcaps is, is great with that because yeah, you. Madcaps is tough because you're going to have people who just drive by and go, oh, there's a comedy club there. There's a show mm-hmm. tonight. Let's go see the show. Yeah. Where at, at the improv, you're not going to really have that. Like, yeah. You're going to go see this comic. So you might have someone who's going there because Madcaps used to do a thing, um, All You Can Drink. Mm. On a, a Wednesday and Thursday night. Which Yo, yeah. the, the last couple of comics are having a rough night. Oh man, yeah. it, and it got crazy. I remember, <laughs> I remember I was hosting one. I got up and I said, "You guys ready for a good time?" And a guy goes, "Hell no, I'm ready to drink." And I was like, "Okay, sir." <laughs> um, and by the end of the night, I mean it's you're you're hanging on yeah. because the crowd is is lit. So beer it, bottles flying exactly, past your head. Exactly. So. Winston Pickles staring in the corner. <laughs> He's not even there that night. <laughs> You're like, oh god, yeah. <laughs> it's happening. All right, so let's see. Does anybody have you guys? You guys got some stuff coming up? Uh, yeah. Let me <clears throat> let me pull that, pull that up real quick. All right. I was like, so I'm I'm gonna shout out something. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my bookings for right now are being put on pause because of health problems. Just being straight up about it. But there is another comic out there in the Tampa Bay scene who for a long time has been a big help to up and coming comics. He's been super cool to people getting their start and he recently had some health problems and they are actually doing a charity benefit for him over at um, Side Splitters. So just giving a quick shout out to Steve Miller. Uh, They're going to be doing the benefit this Sunday at 6 p.m. Uh, again, he's been. It, it's not only it has Steve been cool, and it, he's closing out the show, but the whole list of comics on that show are definite killers. So you, there's going to be Johnny B, Quentin Green, Matt Fernandez, Jeff Klein, Cam Bertram, JB Ball, and Steve Miller. And again, Steve has been a huge help to the comedy community across florida but definitely in tampa so i want to take this moment to shout that out so you know if you guys can go out there support him see great comics make great connections cool hell yeah anything matt yeah so um tomorrow tuesday i'm hosting at the moon room pineapples me another great friggin show then we got thanksgiving weekend i'm actually going to be down in Miami Thanksgiving weekend. I'm going to be at... Uh, Just fighting off the Latin women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in talks with Manny right now about about getting on Limonada on the 24th. No, thank you Miami on the 24th and Limonada on the 25th. Uh, just guest spots. Uh, the next one after that isn't going to be until Wednesday the 29th of November at Suns- Sunshine City. Yep. Okay. Uh, that was. Yeah. Well, I don't know why that was so hard to say out loud. Uh <laughs> And then, you know, Muggsy's on Thursday. That Friday, December 1st, guest spot at Beachside Retro. 
December 2nd is the next um, Rogue Wave comedy show at oh. the Dunes. Who's the uh, who's headliner? Headliner is Ash Cash. Oh, wow. Awesome. Super <laughs> excited. <laughs> I, I think I think it's her first 30 yeah, I think that so. we're doing. Okay. Uh, that's going to be an awesome show. Really excited for that. Um, mics and, and pop-ups for the rest of that week. And then Friday, December 8th and 9th, I'll be hosting Madcap's New Smyrna. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Patrick, you got anything coming up? Uh, yeah, so I've got, uh, let's see, um, this weekend I'm at Madcaps uh, um, because I always feel dirty when I do that because it's like, oh, you booked yourself. <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I'm hosting the uh, new Smyrna Showcase. And then um, the 30th I'm uh, doing the Milk District, oh, uh, awesome. which is always a fun room. Uh, Friday 1st and 2nd, I uh, Friday the 1st, Saturday the 2nd, I am doing Laugh Out Lounge. Uh, fe- doing a feature spot there nice. and then uh, 8th of December I am doing a Don't Tell Comedy in Tallahassee oh, okay. and then, uh, uh, then December 9th I am doing uh, the Artist Artiste Showcase in Quincy, Florida put on by Fi Entertainment um, and I always love that show because I'm the only comedian and only white person that's in the room and uh, that is always fun because I'm like here we go so yeah. but black, black, black audiences love white guy comics just because they respect you for having the balls yeah. to show up oh yeah, yeah. especially yeah. when you're the only one in the room oh, dude, yeah. I, I did uh, I did a, the show last time with them and we were in a, a little restaurant area and my first thing I got up I said where are my white people at make some noise <laughs> and and nobody said anything. And then one guy goes, whoo, and I go, I know that's a lie, sir. Um, and I said, the only guy close, closest to a white guy in here is that black guy in a cowboy hat. And he, goes, and he goes, you know that's right. And I said, and you see how I know he's not white? Because he said, you know that's right and not yeehaw. <laughs> Every white person wearing a cowboy hat knows you're supposed yeah. to say yeehaw. So, but no, I love I love an urban room, dude. Yeah, yeah. especially when I'm the only white guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, here we go. So, well, really quickly because we gotta get out of here. Um, I'm actually doing because my weakest point is urban rooms. Mm. Like that's that's my Achilles heel at stand up. I'm getting better at it. Like every time I do it, I notice I'm like, all right, I'm getting a little better, a little better. And crowd work usually is what saves me. Yeah. And, um, but I'm actually so. I'm starting in January 5th, I think is the first one. I got a show at Funny Dog. So I'm going to be running uh, somewhat okay. regularly comedy shows out of Funny Dog, Funky the Improv Dog? Theater. Funky Dog, I'm okay, sorry. Yeah, Funky no, Dog. Yeah. Funny Dog yeah. is not a thing. I didn't know if it was. <laughs> Funky Dog. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all right, yeah. Funky Dog in uh, the Galley Arts District. And that's okay. it's the lady that I'm, um, Kristen, that I'm working with, she runs, her shows are pretty urban audiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be the house host. So I'm doing it. Partially because it's a great room, yeah. but also partially it's going to force me to yeah. lock down Absolutely. that mm-hmm. weak point in my skill set. And you I know? think you you said it spot on. From a booker standpoint, from a comedian standpoint, I respect that so much. Know your weaknesses yeah. and and work on them. Don't just sit there and go, "I guess I suck at it." Yeah. No, work <laughs> yeah. on it. Like, yeah. like you're that's you know you see NFL players do it all the time where like they're not good at this and then they work on it and they work on it and then Tim Tebow still sucks but but you know that's but work on your weaknesses and acknowledge your weaknesses yeah. because I can promise you there is no comedian in the state of Florida who is the best comedian in the world yeah. like because if you 
if there if you think you're the best comedian in the world, send me a message on Facebook, on on Instagram, on on uh, madcapbooker.com, and I'll book you tomorrow yeah. if I can if you can prove that you're the best comedian. But All right, you heard him preach. Yeah. Get out of here. Get real specific with the dance. Hey, he's sitting at home right now, like fucking book me, dude. You know I'm the best. So I I think it's it's great that you can acknowledge that yeah. and you go, I'm gonna work on that because as a booker, it shows me truly cares about his craft yeah so well done thank you man hell yeah and uh really quickly before i give my dates if you are a comic listening to this podcast and we have given you any value whatsoever this whole time you've been listening do me a favor and share it with your comedian friends if you have a comic that is super trash and he needs advice (laughs) give it to that person if you have a comic who's good and they need the information to get to bookers because they deserve it. Give it to them as well. Absolutely. Pass this podcast out to everybody. So really quickly, um, this Friday, November 24th, I'm going to be at Pompano Beach. I am headlining uh, Pompano Beach Brewing Company. Um, that's with uh, Gold Coast Comedy. So that's a Nick Masick down in South Florida. And then the following night, I am going to be in Isla Morada, Florida, which is down in the Keys. At uh, The Nest, and I'm headlining a 6 p.m. and an 8.30 p.m. show. Uh, Nick Giasulo. 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 with him at Palm Coast. Yeah. Yeah, He's he's funny. He's He's featuring for me both shows, and Lando Gonzalez is hosting both of those shows. So it's three really good. That's going to – they're going to be – it's going to be a run because we're doing – the 24th is in Pompano Beach, and then the 25th show, they give us a condo down in the Keys. Yeah. So Giusulo's be... the guy that Brian fucked his name up both nights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> and then, let's see, let me get back to the other calendar. Here we go. And then next week, uh, the 29th, uh, November 29th, I'm going to be headlining Sunshine City Comedy Club, and I'm bringing Matt Ooh. Glidden and Brian Milligan with me, so that one will be fun. Um, the 2nd of December, I am hosting the Palm Bay Christmas Parade. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'll bring my kids out there, dude. Are so you going to be Black Santa? That'd <laughs> 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 I mean, basically. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm hosting the Christmas Parade. That'd be fucking I've done awesome. It, I've done it for the last two years now. This is my third year hosting the Palm Bay Christmas no Parade. Way. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's actually a lot of work. He actually could bring you two and, and Milligan. I got so a health. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking so you could have your ho ho hoes. <laughs> and then um, I don't like how accurate that is. <laughs> <laughs> December seventh uh, through the ninth, I am featuring at Gregory's that weekend. Hopefully, the last time I feature at Gregory's, Ooh. because the last time I featured there, Utah was like, "Aren't you headlining at this point?" And I was like, "Yeah." So I'm working on next time I go there, stepping up. Nice. The following December 13th, I am in Austin, Texas, for a day <laughs> to do a show, and then December 20th, I am featuring for Dean Napolitano at Wise Guys, which should be cool. And then this one, listen, if you're a comic, I really think you should come out, at least if you're a comic nearby, Mm. try to get to Twisted Birch on December 23rd. Um, I'm going to be featuring for Kyle Grooms. Um, Kyle Grooms is a monster who's been doing this for a very long time. He's been on Chappelle's show. He's been on a bunch of stuff. So that's going to be really good. And then I'm closing out the year, December 28th, 29th, 30th, and 31st. First, I will be featuring at Snappers Fort Myers, 
which is another place that I'm trying to next year get into the headliner spot yes. when I come out there. So, again, this has been the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Robinson. Thanks for listening.